Hello, my name's Coach Pav, and you're listening to Pavcast, and today's episode is on how to gauge cycling performance improvements. Putting the effort in during training is great, but how do you really know you're improving? Sure, you can do some simple testing, but what does that really mean to you and is it really relevant to your cycling goals? Discussed in this episode, functional threshold power, FTP, including a brief understanding of FTP and is FTP actually reliable, testing based on your goals, including tests for sprinters, hill climbers, testers and sportives and Grand Fondo cyclists, and my top testing tips. Functional Threshold Power, FTP Brief Understanding of FTP Functional Threshold Power is an approximation of the average power you can sustain for an hour. To estimate your FTP, cyclists typically perform one of a few different tests, including a 20-minute test or a ramp test. If you're new to cycling or training with power, you might consider estimating your FTP, keeping your FTP relatively low until you've had enough time to learn to train with power and your body has settled into a structured training routine. FTP is important if you use software such as Training Peaks, as it is typically used to gauge effort across other durations and intensities, and it is the base of more complex measurements that can help you plan longer term training, fitness, and recovery trends. Is FTP actually reliable? First, consider that FTP is an approximation of an approximation. You have a lot of variables that can cause a degree of inaccuracy here. Power meter variability is one of the biggest. Then consider whether you can actually hold your estimated FTP for an hour. Almost everyone will struggle to do that without any specific training. I do like basing my clients' lower intensity training, anything up to FTP itself. It's highly unlikely that I can plan training based on percentage of FTP for lower intensity and get a different result or adaptation in the human body than I planned. That said, I prefer to look more individually at a client as the intensity rises. Looking at using perceived exertion, power data, other tests to gauge how I prescribe their training sessions and intensity. Ultimately, like a lot of cycling performance training, FTP is a good guide at best. It's certainly not the only measurement to set your training to. It's certainly not the most important measurement of a cyclist, and it definitely shouldn't define you as a cyclist either. If you do use FTP-based software, of which I believe they are all currently based, you will have to spend some time ensuring the accuracy of your FTP even if it's still simply an approximation of an approximation. Testing based on your goals. Here's the number one takeaway from this podcast episode. Testing should be relevant to your goals. You will also do a wider array of tests to ensure that you have benchmarks across a number of different intensities. Each process goal of your event can have its own test. How else can you be sure you're improving enough to meet or exceed the demands of your goals? Tests for sprinters. If you want to improve your sprint power, you first need a baseline measurement. Of course, if you're racing, you might need to calculate your sprint power over a number of different durations, then examine and estimate the duration of the sprint in certain races, or perhaps that is certain courses. To start, you might use a 5 second peak power test. As the name sounds, this is a test to determine your 5 second peak power. You might sprint for a couple of seconds longer to ensure you have enough data, but once you have the data, you can work towards improving it. As I mentioned above, this can be used as a replacement for prescribing the intensity of your higher intensity training sessions. 
Following sessions that are set to percentage of peak power will be far more beneficial than trying to estimate peak power from FTP, which will vary greatly between different people. Tests for hill climbers. This will depend on exactly how long the hill you want to climb is. If it is a longer climb of an hour or more, then completing an FTP test might be the most reliable to your goal. However, if you really want to nail your goal, I strongly recommend actually testing on the hill itself. Strava is a good resource here. You can set your best time on the segment as your benchmark, train for 4-8 to eight weeks, then come back and test on the climb again. For shorter climbs, you can also use your power data from the effort to prescribe the power of your intervals. Short of having VO2 max testing available, this is a great way to personalise the intensity of your sessions, which is far more accurate than percentage of FTP. Tests for testers. If you're a tester, a cyclist who specialises in time trials, you can't do much better than the classic 20-minute test. Not only will this be a great mental workout, but it is an opportunity to practice pacing too. Many seasoned cyclists now talk about the death of the 20-minute test. For a very long time, this has been the go-to test for many cyclists to set their FTP. Ramp tests have become more popular, and while I do give my clients ramp tests to set their FTP, my tester clients will likely do more 20-minute efforts. Tests for sportive and grand fondo cyclists. For anything where endurance is more important than power, century rides, sportives and grand fondos, I simply recommend looking at your longer rides as the tests of your improvement. At the start of your training, you might only be able to ride for an hour or two. However, as you train, you should see this gently increase. Once you've nailed the endurance demand of your event, you can start to look at those all-important average finishing times. The best way to do this would be to work out where you might make up the most time. This could be by riding in a group during the flatter parts, learning to descend more effectively, or improving on some key climbs. Simply look at both the demands of your event and yourself, then work out exactly how to test in order to measure your improvements. My top testing tips. Regardless of what test you pick, you will need to complete it as best as possible to get the most accurate result. Here are my top tips for testing cycling performance. 1. Make it relevant to your goal. 2. Test all process goals. 3. Make the test repeatable. 4. Calibrate or zero offset all your equipment before. And 5. Keep your environment controlled. And that's it. Thanks for listening. If you've enjoyed it, please be sure to share with your friends and leave me a like or a comment depending on where you're listening. If you're on my website, the blog below will have loads of information and links to external resources to help you understand this better. If you're listening on your favourite podcast platform, please be sure to check out coachpav.com for more information. Thank you. Once again, I'm Coach Pav. You've been listening to Pavcast and have an awesome day.